double G, no, I can't go fuck with them other guys. Fucking up them racks, I ain't never cared about money. I need me a little gangster bitch. To Yo, welcome to another episode of Trap Set Podcast, episode eight, man. We back here with a special guest, man. Uh, got CEO Miami Mike in the building. What's up with you, Mike? What's up, man? How y'all doing, man? man? How everything going with you? Good. Doing good. That's what's up. That's what's up. What you been going through since quarantine been in? Man, I've been staying safe, man, staying low, you know, you know what I'm saying? Stay out the way, you know, just, <laughs> just grind it, you know, you know, you know I be, uh, I've been uh, focusing on, you no, know, I've been selling that soap and I got my own soap business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, you know, COVID-19 got that through the roof, so that's a, a blessing, but it's not a blessing for everybody, but it's a blessing for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make it a bit. We're going to keep working at it, though, for sure, yeah. so everything going to fall into place, though. But uh, we're going to hop right on into it, though, because I know we got some questions to ask, and I know the viewers want a lot of questions, you know what I'm saying, to come unravel. So we're going to go ahead and hop into it. Uh, I know who you are, and I'm pretty sure my co-hosts know you are who you are as well, too. But for the for my viewers that may not know who you are, go ahead and introduce yourself for me and tell them where you're from and stuff about you like that. I'm, my name is C. I'm CEO. I go by the name of CB, CEO of Miami Mike. Uh, I'm a music executive and uh, executive producer. And uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I have uh, a few a few businesses and uh, barber shops. Uh, I got the soap shop, the one you heard about with Soldier Boy. And basically, uh, I discovered a uh, Soldier Boy. <clears throat> uh, I heart Memphis hit the corn. Uh, K Stylist, uh, the king of twerk. I work with Salento and uh, a whole lot of other artists. I have a booking company in Atlanta that we book for all like a fifty percent of the major artists. You know. And I'm a solid investor on a lot of stuff. So I'm a nationwide concert promoter. I just you got I just it all, man. <laughs> you dipping your hands in the For real, for real. That's like, that's good though, because a lot of people don't know that about you though. You know what I'm saying? Even though if people know who Soldier Boy is, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know what helped him get there. So I feel like this was a big interview. Appreciate you for coming on so we can go ahead and get uh get to asking these questions as well. But uh I got a question I want to ask you, and we just gonna go back and forth asking you questions. You could just answer it and stuff like that. Uh, how did the entertainment company Palm Tree Entertainment come about, and um, uh, was was it difficult starting an independent label when you first got into it? Uh, <clears throat> uh, the the company Palm, the, the name Palm Tree Entertainment came about because uh, I, I'm a concert promoter, like I told you before, uh, and I and I promote a lot of shows nationwide and and uh, I'm, behind, I'm a most when I first thought I was I was behind the scene I was just like a silent investor you know what I'm saying and I was investing money and stuff and like all the times that my concerts didn't do good they were they were uh it rained or it snowed or it was bad weather like and at the time I was I was only doing hip-hop I was I was diverse there and like if rain or snow or some stuff like that a storm black people ain't coming out you know no and then, <laughs> no we ain't you know, coming out of it then I said man every time I did a show with some good weather with palm trees it always did good so and I tell you, I'm gonna name my company Palm Tree Entertainment, set for beautiful entertainment. And also it's still for you knowing the Bible, you know, a hurricane will come in and blow everything down. It, it, a palm tree, it won't break it. it it's tall and skinny and it's strong. It, it, the wind will bend it all the way down and it'll stand right back up. So that's me. You be, you can bend me, you can't break me. So I just named my company Palm Tree Entertainment. Man, the longest I've been knowing you, I ain't even know there was the backstory behind it, meaning. You know what I'm saying? Behind everything. <laughs> I just I mean, thought it was just a catchy name. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I was losing a lot of money until I started doing my shows in tropical weather. 
All the shows I did in Miami, LA, Jamaica, Brazil, anywhere, uh, Dubai, anywhere overseas, or anywhere they had palm trees, it always did good. It never oh, And all my shows that didn't do good in the States, like I did in Mississippi, Tennessee, Arkansas, it was either it was either the rain, or it was the snow, or it was bad weather, or a tornado warning. I always messed it up. Yeah, yeah. You can't be putting money in something yeah, that's going to mess it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I need to do my shit with some palm trees at. Yeah. <laughs> Where it stay hot year-round. I put two and two together. Uh-huh. So and, uh, and, and the music business, uh, I started, you know, a lot of people don't know, I did seven years in prison. That's why I met my boy Pete from QC at, you know what I'm saying, in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he ain't from Mississippi. He just got caught coming through Mississippi with drugs. But anyway, I was basically like Eddie Murphy and then was on the, you seen the movie Life? Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing that, and I had never seen the movie Life. I was really doing that. Like, we was talking about palm tree all the time. Hey, man, we're going to do this. We're going to be palm tree entertainment. We're going to go to shows. We're going to have fancy cars. We're going to make a lot of money. I was just living the life yeah. like that in prison. I said, man, palm tree entertainment. So it, it started out as a vision, though. Yeah, uh-huh. But see, I was doing shows and stuff before I went to prison, but I wasn't oh, okay, taking okay. because I was a drug dealer, and I didn't, I wouldn't take a city in there with the drugs, and, like, they're getting money. I wouldn't worry about no other shit. I was just like, but when I, I when I got in prison, I said, man, I'm going to do this shit for real, and I'm going to take it serious, and when I get out, I'm going to take it to the next level. So that's basically what I did. I was like, I was, I had named my company while I was in prison. Uh, I got out in 2002. In 2000, I summoned my company, Palm Tree Entertainment. Because, like, when I say I was thinking about how I did all these shows, yeah. I, was, uh-huh. I, I was too busy when I was out. When I was sitting still for three, about seven years, I thought about it. I need to do my shows like this when I get out. I need to do like this. I need yeah. to do these cities. And I was, and, and, I, and that's, the, that's the vision I had. And I stuck to it. And the reason I messed with, uh, like, a lot, like, my favorite music, like R&B and blues and and uh, and I like I, I like a little country, but but my favorite rappers are people like Jeezy, uh, Gucci Mane, Rick Ross. But and I said myself, man, even though that's my favorite music, it ain't the music that sell the most. I yeah. said, and I was I was putting my head. I said all the people that made a lot of money, they had a dance song. So I wanted to be something that dance. And I always put in my head, Bob Marley said, music makes the world go round, and it does. Music makes people happy, and music, it does this, and, and you know, it's, it comes through. You have a meditation music now, you know, on go to yeah. YouTube. And so he said, music makes the, the, the world go round, and which is right. And then I thought about it. You dancing, and the reason I could, this, I'm getting to why I chose dance music, even though dance music wasn't my favorite, but I was trying to get to the band. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, like when I was, I thought about <laughs> it. Yeah. So, I thought about it. The most everybody thinks Jay Z the biggest rapper in the world, but he is the biggest rapper. But Jay Z never went platinum till he did his first platinum song was in the Alicia Keys, New York. So he, he was real big, but he had never went platinum because people weren't buying his music like that. So people didn't know that. So I'm putting all this stuff together over years, like in prison. I'm just still putting stuff together in prison when I got out. Over years, I'm putting stuff together. I'm just telling y'all, for example, what I was putting together uh-huh. to bring perspective. Okay. Okay, at the time, just think about it. If you dancing, like Bob Marley said, you dancing to make the world go round. And then music is different kind of music. Like you got all, and I thought about it, all the biggest people that got dance, got hits are dancers, are entertainers. Yeah, Because people I like man, Rick Ross and Jeezy, when I go to their show, they send still and God in there. But, and bad people like that, but they send still. But 
you go to people like Beyonce shows, they dance and they got, and are they, they ain't dancing, they got people like dance behind the background. Yeah. They, 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 you coming to see a show. You coming to see a show. Yeah. yeah. When you dance and perform, you, you're entertainer. You, you just on the stage, sitting up there, you're not entertaining. Hey, Bruno Mars, he one of the biggest people in the world. He's a dance, he, he dance, he sing, and he plays the fucking piano. He plays a lot, of, he's an entertainer. So when you entertain and have music, you you got you go to another level and it, it's I it open up different doors for you. It's a different you get more fan base and you see them more. Just think about it. The biggest everybody think the biggest uh, selling rapper in the world was Apple Jay Z. No uh, Eminem. No. Guess who the best the biggest rap album sale ever? MC no. Hammer. Can't touch this sold seventeen million copies. The dance, the dance. Everybody's That's crazy. He's a That's crazy. <laughs> He's still on commercials today. Like a lot of people, a lot of, even though he went broke, but he got his money back. But like, I don't care how much money you make, you got to have financial education. So go back to the MC Hammer. Everybody think, think, would think it's Jay-Z with the best-selling one ever, our, our, our MC, uh, Eminem. But it was MC Hammer, Can't Touch This hat, Can't Touch This, and a couple more dance songs on there. He was a dancer. His rap album, the biggest-selling rap album ever. Okay. Cause he's a dancer. Okay, go back to uh, groups. The biggest group is the Fuji. They sold 15 million. Okay, now the biggest selling single for rap is Whoop. There it is. Tag team. Ain't nobody. They sold 33 million singles. Yeah, that's. Hey, and they that's sold for the day. So the, 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 and there was a dance song. Yeah. Okay. Ring tone, ring tone. Every soldier boy cranked that. It sold 20, 30 million ringtones. And you're not gonna beat that because and he was a dancer. Yeah. People, you can't, you ain't got to buy ringtones unless somebody send you a song. Now you just put your song, the music, download that your ringtone now. Okay, yeah. so that's three that got dancing that you can't top now. And I'm gonna you can't. Let me give you one more. The best-selling album in the world is Michael Jackson, Thriller. The the best-selling song was a dance song, Beat It. Mm. Beat It, Thriller, and Billie Jean were the three selling best-selling songs on the album. It sold 20, 120 million a day, and he was a dancer. A day? You said a day. That's five reasons I'm God. <laughs> that I'm fucking with the dance. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna move. It got legs on it. Yeah. Okay. You go back, you go back in history. Would Elvis Presley be the biggest singer if he was if he wasn't a dancer? Just think about it. He nah, was a he dancer. Be. Nah, he was a dancer. Singer. So that so so what you basically saying is that that dancing when you bring uh dancing and really different other type of genres of music, it opened up. different stories. It opened different doors. Another chemical. Because when people started dancing to it, that'll make it go viral by itself. This before the internet was out. You know what I'm saying? People dancing, oh, I like that song. That's why I saw like the electric glide and stuff like that be around for years and years at Family Union because the people get together and do the family dances to yeah. it. Like, oh, especially like, as black people, especially as black uh -huh. people, right? Yeah. <laughs> forever. You know why? Because it's a dance. Just imagine somebody would have made a dance called the Soul Train Line. So it's it just like I was putting this stuff together in my head while I was in prison and when I got out. So, and I was just thinking about the number. Just think about it. I took you to the Michael Jackson best selling album ever, the best selling rapper ever. He was a dancer, MC Hammer, best selling uh, single ever, uh, tag team, Whoop Daddy is 30 million. And then the best ringtone ever, Soldier Boy, the dancer uh, for a rapper was, was, was Crank That. Uh, and then those are, and then I go back. Temptation and Four Tops go back in the days back there. Them people, they was dancing, bro. They had a little routine dance. They were no dust stuff like the day turning back, but they was coordinated and they was dancing and doing dance routines. And when people went to uh, see them, they were getting entertained. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely, definitely dropping some game. You definitely dropping.
everybody was big, but the people that even you, you didn't even have to dance as long as you had background dancers to entertain the people. You would be bigger than the other people. This is shit I put in my head together. Nobody never told me. Everybody I would told, I told this to thousands of people, and I'm like, right, you right. And I'm writing a book. I'm gonna put all this in my book. I'm doing. I'm writing a book about the entertainment. Okay, about book coming out. We got a book. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For so, sure. we definitely gonna get that. I'm gonna send you my book description on it. Okay. For sure. Right. For sure. So you got the Michael Jackson, you got the MC Hammer, you got the, uh, okay, because you, know, you don't do your research, you would think this because of this, you around a certain people, they talk about this, you don't know, you don't do your research, you're going to think it's dead, but it ain't. Like I say, the average person going to think Michael Jackson, uh, MC Hammer, uh, the, the average person you ask, 90%, 99% of the time, you ask them who the best-selling rapper, best-selling rapper, Albert, well, some, Albert, they're going to say Jay-Z or Eminem. They're going to be wrong every time. This mm. cause you do your research. Yeah, like when I was, for example, on that when I was in prison, I used to bet people all the time and lose. They used to lose. I like man, Memphis bigger than Atlanta. They would lose every time because they would think Memphis, Atlanta bigger than Memphis because they got a lot of people. Around. Atlanta don't have like four hundred thousand people. Memphis got seven hundred fifty thousand people, but people <laughs> bigger because Atlanta got a bigger skyline downtown. You would think it's bigger than Memphis. Yeah, you would think it's bigger. I want to bet all the time. Because they would assume that Atlanta's bigger because they got a bigger downtown, bigger, more buildings, but that's yeah. not it. No, so I would bet people that Chicago, Memphis is bigger than Chicago. They would lose every time. You know why? Because Memphis doesn't have more people than Chicago, but it's bigger land-wise. Land-wise, Memphis is two, is 280 square miles. Land-wise, Chicago is, is 228 square miles. But Chicago does, Chicago has five times more people than Memphis. Chicago has four, three, four million people. Just don't have a lot of room to go out. No, no big yard. They go up because they don't have room to go out. They have to go up. So, but Memphis is, uh, has 750,000 people, but it's spread it out. So, mm -hmm. I, so I will always do my research on stuff. Basically, I was just throwing that for example of how I deal with the music before yeah. I go into Like I say, and, I, and then, like I said, Bob Marley make the music around. Just like the song Walking Style, whatever you call that song. That guy from, 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 uh, the song, I hated the song. The song, the guy from China, South Korea, or whatever. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the yeah. songs ever. One of the biggest songs ever. Know why? Because you had a dance to it. If you didn't have a dance to it, that song wouldn't, wouldn't have been that big. It wouldn't have been that big. People were doing the dance. Mm -hmm. You definitely right, though. Well, we just, gonna, think about, we, just think about it. James Brown, Beyonce, all these people are dancers, man. Yeah, you're right. They're entertainers. They're entertainers. Yeah, you're entertaining. So, you think, just think about James Brown, like I said. Just like, say, for instance, I love Trey Songs. He big, I love him. Chris Brown, know why Chris Brown bigger? He's an entertainer, he dancing. Trey Song is a thug. Trey Song be wanna shoot a nigga or stab a nigga. That's the type of guy he is. <laughs> 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 he's an entertainer. Trey Song on the stage, he, all he wanna do is do like R. Kelly, get a girl. No, R. Kelly, if R. Kelly, look how big R. Kelly is. Just imagine he was a dancer. But I'm not saying him to do that. That's not him. Just I'm just comparing uh, uh, Chris Brown, R. Kelly, and Trey Song. Chris Brown is bigger than them because he's a dancer. Look, Chris Brown had like 50, 60 million followers on IG. Uh, R. Kelly would have like two, three, four million. But mm -hmm. R. Kelly is big, but he's not big as an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. We, I definitely, I definitely want to hop into some more questions though, because I know they got some couple of stuff we they want to ask, and I know we got some we want to ask. So we're gonna. And I, and I, and for us, hard to do it. Like anything was easy, you ain't gonna do it. But I said, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So, um, mm -hmm. my dad always told me, R. P. Dad, he always told me, 
your son, you think about something, you dream about it, do it. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. I'm sure everybody done heard a million times, but you actually got to do that. And uh, no, I'm also a motivation speaker too. I go to school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I got four speeches. I got one I go to college to talk about the music bit. I got one I go to school to talk about saying in school. I got one I go to church to talk about how God bless me. I got one I go to prison and stuff. I just talk to people said they got a better chance they get out. So I got different speeches I use with different people. I can't go to a, uh, I can't go to a, a college and talk about prison. They don't want to hear that. They want to talk about the music yeah. bit. You know what I'm saying? They want to talk about <laughs> what you done did. <laughs> yeah, but, anyway, but anyway, make a long story short, man. It's just about, you know, about, man, I'm talking so much, man. It's just about sticking to it, sticking to your goals and, and, and making it work like my father said. Just say, for instance, when I go to schools, this is how I bought the school talking. Like I tell the, I, I tell the kids, I tell the students, when you have a dream, you know, you got to stick to it and believe in it. A lot of people let people say, oh, you can't do that. It hurt them. They, they, they stop. You can't do that. Most of your people going to be haters. Jesus Christ had haters. He never even committed a yeah. sin. And if you kill Tim, Jesus yeah. had 12 followers, but there was the right followers. The king had uh, hundreds, hundreds of millions of followers, but they killed him because he had 12 strong followers. Mm. They killed him. He had never had sex, never committed a sin. And they killed this man because he had 12 followers that equal to their 12 million. So, because it was jealous of him. So, people going to be jealous. So, what I tell them about their dreams, like a farmer. When a farmer plants his crop, he don't know if it's going to rain three days, for three days, six days, or six months, or 12 months. But you know what that farmer does? He, he, still hopes, believe, and prays, yeah. he hopes and prays every day that it rains so his crops can grow. And mm -hmm. I tell the, the, the students that you got to, and kids, that you got to do this about your dream. You got to hope and pray and dream and, and every day and believe it out so that your dreams can grow. So Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I, I got some on my end I want to ask you too. Uh like uh how did you uh discover talent and learn to like recruit talent and like when you recruited that talent, how did you know you could take this person to the next level? Uh how I discovered talent because uh like I say, I was before uh before I got incarcerated, I was into the game a little a little bit. I was into it, but I wasn't serious about it because I really was just trying to learn some money. Cause I didn't yeah. care about it. I really wanted to yeah. Your heart wasn't in it. <laughs> I wanted to check. I wanted to give you two hundred dollars. Yeah. Take back for two fifty, nigga. You know what I'm <laughs> but yeah. like I said, I put all this together, and I said I'm gonna do it a different way with that. And uh, it's just like, like I said, I was a concert promoter. Just say for instance, if I did Jeezy and Ti in the city, and uh, and we would promote them on the billboard. So what I would, what I did was say we had a show. Just say, just I sign you tomorrow. And now we got a, and I got a concert at the Landon Center with GZT, all these people. Then I just throw you up on the billboard with him. I say to me, like, niggas be like, who the fuck is this nigga? I yeah. Am I sleep up? I'm about who's this nigga? You're gonna be curious, like Oh, so you so you didn't you didn't really just the like you you recruited that talent, but you put them in front of people to yeah, yeah okay. Shows and stuff like that. So I was already doing shows all over, you know what I'm saying? So all I would do was throw them on my shows and throw them on the flyers and stuff with, like that with the artists and stuff like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And put them in the yeah, right yeah. spot. Just say right now, if I got a show with Jeezy and T.I., just so I got some of the fans, well, a big ass short the fans going with Jeezy and T.I., a lot of people. And I put you in that bitch in the middle of the fucking billboard with this nigga saying like that, they're gonna be like, who the fuck is this nigga? <laughs> and then you come to the show and you open the neck, and you really the open the neck, but it's 20,000 people there, and you pass out your CD, everybody out there, and you do good, they're gonna, they gonna like, oh, who's this motherfucker? I'm gonna listen to it, but your shit is whack. 
they gonna throw your shit away. But so you gotta do it like I was. I just knew the. I just knew the remedy to everything. I studied it. I didn't just do nothing. Like just say for instance, like you know how guys go to shows and just say you go somewhere and people passing out flyer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you busy going in the club, you trying to fuck with some bitches or whatever you're doing, you're gonna be drunk when you come out. You gonna you gonna throw that shit down or put it in your pocket, and lose it. You yeah. gotta put. You really I said, every time I said, man, once you get somebody something they read it, it's promoted. You can't make them do nothing. So I would, I would say, man, I'm, I'm gonna watch this motherfucker coming out on their car windshield. That's the type of shit I would do. Yeah, I would hit that shit. I would hit that shit when they in the club, put on their windshield or put on their side. I'll give it to them when they get in the car. So shit like that. I have my street team with me, like five, six, seven, eight motherfuckers. We get this motherfucker as they get in the car. Motherfucker uh-huh. drunk. I'm gonna put this shit in, nigga. If I like, I'm gonna listen to it. You know what I'm yeah, so, you gonna listen to it. Yeah, a different approach to everything, you know. I got you. I, no, I, yeah. I, I mapped this shit out like a scientist. Like, what's gonna make sense? I like. I know if I'm going in the club, I'm fucked up. I'm gonna forget about this shit. I'm coming out. You gonna remember that? Because the first time you come to the car, you try to look at your car, see if anybody broken your shit. You try to see this. You try to see. Uh, you got a, a crazy bitch, you trying to see your shit stretched up or anything, but you see a flyer in your windshield, you're going to get that bitch and look at it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you really so, yeah. yeah. On your windshield, uh, you know what I'm saying? So I would just always strategize my stuff before I win it, you know? I yeah. was been like For sure, for sure, for sure. I know they got something they want to ask, so I'm going to let them ask a couple questions as well. Y'all go ahead, man. Uh, so my question is, uh, seeing someone such as CEOP, uh, of QC in jail at the same time you was in jail. How does it feel to see someone that is in the same position as you thriving their own lane and have some of the similar same successes as you when y'all both was down at one point in your life? I'm happy for him. That's my guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I'm happy for him because, like I said, we 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 talked about the shit in prison. You know what I'm saying? We, you got you to gotta, you gotta talk to a dream into reality. You know what I'm saying? Sure, you're going to tell people, hey, I'm going to do this. And then when you walk away, they go, hey, oh, that nigga. Shit, he gonna be by locked up. He ain't gonna do shit, but you can't worry about that. Thing. You gotta, you gotta say, hey man, all your haters are your motivators. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, yeah. you, and, and, and like I said, P, he knew he was gonna do it. And, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he gave up a couple of times, but he had, but he started back because you know sometimes it should get hard or anything. But, yeah, you know, he sure. had thirty dollars before he had, but before he had uh, QC. So you know, and it, it just like. I just be happy for him, you know what I'm saying? Cause like I could say, oh, that's that's my homie right there. He's doing it like that. You know what I'm saying? I can people I could call it anytime. Like, like, hey, Naka, you know when I told you the guy that used to throw away thirty thousand dollars at the strip club all the time every month? That was yeah, P. Yeah, yeah. Like at the time, Oh, okay. So they they used to be P. Yeah, I didn't ever talk to okay. him because he take pictures at the time because he was doing illegal shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And shit like that. and I didn't ever like so that that's still Okay, okay. That's what's up, that's what's up. I'm gonna get into another question as well. Okay, like I know, like, cause I know we grew up on Soldier Boy, like my culture right here. Like, we we knew the heart of Soldier Boy and now everything. Like, I was a big Soldier Boy fan. But y'all actually had hands-on access to Soldier Boy. So when Soldier got that fame in the mid-2000s, like how was it? Cause he was like, he was like, he was like a, a, a real rap star, man. Like people, like you said, he sold a, what, like 30 million ringtones? And yeah. we just talking about ringtones. We ain't even talking about, you know what I'm saying, downloads and albums and streams and all that. Yeah. We just talking about ringtones. So how was that for him to catch his fame? And, like, when y'all first caught that fame, was it easy to manage him during that process or was it kind of, like, difficult because nobody really just had this type of success before? 
It was easy to me because, like I said, I had been in the business for a minute. And uh, like I say, I had chronic before. I was working with chronic before I got with Soldier Boy. And, uh, and uh, you know, chronic, the rolling song, all that stuff, you know. And I was, and my partner had a label called Pete Water. When I got out, he gave me like 100000 cash for a gift. And then he gave me 15% of his label. So him and his partner, they had to be labeled half and half, 50, 50, 50, 50. And his 50%, he gave me 15%. So I already had the palm tree when I got out, but shit, this shit was already up and running, and my shit was just a just a dream. I had, you feel me? So yeah. I'm a nigga now, you know what I'm saying? He, he up in the push with him. So it didn't go right because his other partner started to get jealous of me because come on, I was pushing, like, come on, I'm gonna go get her. You know me, I'm gonna talk to everybody. See, I was pushing the shit like it was mine. Yeah. Mm. Nigga, stupid, he was jealous because I'm pushing the shit so hard. He telling niggas, oh, that nigga twisting my shit like it's his, shit like that. <laughs> I'm saying like, like that would that would that would. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Just so much stuff, man. And and and, and just say, uh, oh, he he apologized to me years later. You know what I'm saying? Just say, uh, we we chilling at the house one night, some nights, and there'd be a lot of bad bitches, and uh, we be I'll be talking to label P Water. We're gonna do this. P Water. We're gonna do this. This nigga got me to take one that's a nigga. This my label. This ain't your motherfucking label. I'm like, nigga, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> And it was just so much stuff and stuff, man. And and then his partner, my partner, we was like talking like, man, what is this dude talking about? But I didn't know this all the time he had been hating this stuff. But, you know, he thought I was trying to take over his label. It wasn't like that, you know what I'm saying? But I was just trying to go hard for, if I fuck with someone, I'm going to go hard. So you going to go hard for it, yeah. I said, focus on my shit. Yeah. And then Soulja Boy right. had been trying to get me to fuck with him for two years. No, oh, so I'm okay. in the show. You know, when I was 19, I got caught with one point, one point, uh, like nine million cash, uh, four kilos, and, and, and fifty pounds of marijuana, and 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 I before I went to jail, so I've been had money. I've been a legend in the hood. I've been an OG. And Soldier had three matches before he had me. But as soon as he got with me, with the knowledge I had about the music industry, already doing shows. The next week he started doing shows and everything. He had never did a show on a plane uh -huh. or nothing. All right, that's, yeah. that's what's that's yeah. what's up. I put that energy behind Palm Tree. The next thing you know, Palm Tree took off. But I was putting the same energy behind fucking P Water. Mm. So that's what's up. So that's what made him think that you were going to take it over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. I know they got something that they want to ask. Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead and ask them. I was going to ask. Uh, so after several years of, like, conducting business in the streets, uh, almost getting charged with uh, sort of a federal agent and, you know, spending several years in prison, like, what motivated you to go the the proper route, I guess you'd say, the legal route? And, like, how did it, what was their process? How did you get through Man, I just said, man, I don't want to go back to prison no more. You know what I'm saying? I just, <laughs> you know, some people go back to jail because they're stupid, or some people are uh, habitual offenders. Like, it's just like the drugs. Some people on drugs, they get on drugs, they fuck up. And the selling drugs the same way, you're addicted to the money, you know? But, you know, I just didn't want to go back to jail no more. Then, well, for me, some people, some people fast learning, some people not. They're just like in school. Some people learn the, the lesson fast. Some people, it take a minute. They had to get a private tutor and all that. They keep fucking up. But shit, that was my first and last time going to jail. So I, I just, I, I, I had quit really doing what I was doing like a year and a half, two years before I went to prison, but I had caught the charge. But you catch indictment, sometimes it'd be three years before they come get you, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what's, what are some of the lessons you learned in prison? Like, what you. Is something you took away from once you got out? No, uh, I I just learned how to be patient. That's the more key, the key thing I learned. It gave it gave me patience. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? It gave you, it gave, it gave me patience because you sit in a room, a cell, twenty four hours a day. You don't get to come out but once a day to take a shower uh, and, to, mm-hmm. and go in the yard. It gives you patience, man. Because like, I never had patience before I went to jail. Because I always been a hurt. You see me, I'm that motherfucker on the highway passing you, blowing the horn, all that shit. That's me. But since I don't, I drive the speed limit now. I just be. I be, I go 10 miles over and I just be patient now because like all the people I see the motherfucker been had a wreck. I said, man, they in a hurry. They done ran over a motherfucker. They, they, now they gonna really be late cause they gotta go to the hospital or they done fuck this person up. I just learned, the key thing I learned was patience. And I was already so street savvy before I went. Like I had, what I think I called me and my home is called CVS. What they call is common sense book sense and street sense a lot of people you gotta you ain't got uh, smart as hell but they ain't got no common sense dumb as a box of rock you can run all kind of game on them you can, you know, common sense don't have book sense can't read right a nigga fuck over on the books and then and basically like i said man it come down man that cbs that common book and that street sense you know because like just just like it, it made my cbs go to the next level by me being incarcerated, man. And like I say, and my time was going by slow, just say, I'm used to popping bottles, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Fancy cars, houses, and trips, you know? You know, I can't even, if I think about it, it made my time go slow when I think about it. So I had to start focusing on being a better person while I was in there, stop thinking about the models and bottles and cars and all that stuff and focus on that and read books and stuff and and, and, and kill my time because it was just, like it's good to think about that, but it really makes your time harder. People had told me that in jail, but it makes it really harder when you when you uh when you think about that. So yeah. you got to focus about that shit and focus on your time and, and read books and, and just being working out and just just stop focusing on it. I ain't say forget about everybody, but that what made my time easier for me because it was hard as hell. Because like when I got a busy man. When my, when, my, when my family left me, I wanted to escape with them. That shit, I was sad for two weeks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I got, got a visit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Shit, this shit, it crazy, man. But it, it, just like I said, like it, it gave me the, the key thing it gave me was patience. And patience is a virtue. I needed that. So I never had patience before. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, I before I went to jail. Even the mob has patience and they are brutal businessmen slash killers. Like you can you can kill, you can disrespect a person in the mob. They're not gonna kill you right then because they're gonna know or you get to into one of them in a public restaurant or whatever. It just it can be something behind saying they're not gonna kill you right then because the first thing the police wanna know is who uh, this person was into it, who was their enemy, something like that. They'll wait six months to a year before they kill you. They don't want your, they, you can have a Rolex on, 100000 in your pocket. They don't want your money. They're going to leave it on you. They want your life. They're taking oh. your life. They don't want your money. So and they, they come to get your life, and, and they'll wait six months to a year before they even do it. So by that time, the police trying to figure out who the first motherfucker you've been into, the last person you had to dispute with. they trying to take your girlfriend, your wife, your cousin, anybody. <laughs> so they're just anybody, yeah. It's a key, though. Yeah, uh-huh. no different. No so uh, I know a lot of viewers want to know this question right here, man. So we're gonna go ahead and hop into it. So what what ever happened with this soldier boy Chris Brown thing that was supposed to happen a couple years back? <laughs> uh, the fight it was a mm-hmm. real it was a real fight, and uh, I'm gonna tell you from my side, it was, it was a real fight. But like 
it was gonna be a real fight. What happened was Soldier and Chris, well they were they was like boys. They had they had got uh they had got uh well but so well Chris Brown was broke up. I don't know if it was Karuchi. What was Karuchi? Or uh, somebody. But you know, Soldier had no Soldier and Rihanna was cool too, you know what I'm saying? So Soldier had come in on one of Rihanna pictures a couple of years ago after Chris and Hubbard broke up. So Chris called like, nigga, don't be coming on, 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 on her picture, you know? I ain't gonna say what he said. You know, he probably said, don't be coming on that bitch picture, man. You my boy, fuck her, don't fuck her. You know? Some people like you friends with them. They don't want you to be friends with nobody that they enemies with or don't talk to. Some people are just like that. And Chris, one of those people. So Soldier had, but Soldier coming on a picture cause him and Rihanna still cool. You know, Rihanna come to the shows, pull up. I go out there and get her and the people let me in backstage, get paid, and they do the same for us. So that's how people. So Soldier ain't never tried to holler at her or nothing. He's coming to one of the pictures. So Chris probably go off on him, so he didn't do it. So that shit go back on. It wasn't nothing of it. So a couple of years fast forward, him and Karucha broke up, and Soldier ain't thinking nothing of it. He just coming on the girl picture. He just liked it. He didn't even comment. He liked the picture. And Chris called him going all off on him and shit. Like, nigga, I'm gonna beat your ass. You're doing. Like he's so like, whoa, whoa, he's a man. So I'm like, no, I just coming on the picture. Like, no, nigga, fuck this shit. I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass. He calling him, talking him crazy. You know, soldier trying to be calm. The soldier just got tired. Like, nigga, fuck you, nigga. What you wanna do? You nigga, the Chris, I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass. He's like, like, no, man, you ain't gonna put your hands on him, grown man. So I'm like, no, nigga, I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass, nigga. The Chris crazy motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? And soldier like, man, and Chris a man, no, Asian Bunner, Chris Brown friend. So that soldier boy too, is his soldier partner too, but him and Chris closer. So Soldier didn't notice at the time. Uh, so, so, so Soldier called uh, Adrian and said, "Hey, we're gonna go to the gym. I want to practice. I want to get some uh, to the sparring session in. Cause me and Chris gonna box. I want to get a little warm. We're gonna pop a fight tomorrow. So, just a private fight. Cause he, uh, Adrian, like, nah, man, you can't use my gym. Uh, I'm running with Chris on this." And Soldier like, "What? You know, so I just want to use the gym. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the man is." It's a gym, so Adrian already took Chris because Chris is the biggest star. You know, he the one you know how some people gonna roll with whoever they think got the most fan base or whoever the biggest or whatever. So Soldier's like, man, you know what I'm saying? So Soldier pissed off. So like he came, he only he called Adrian because Chris told him to. Yeah. So Soldier yeah. came in and don't want to go to jail. So 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 Soldier called Floyd because Floyd got house in LA too. And Soldier Soldier's like, man, I need to use your gym. I need to use your gym because I supposed to fight Chris Agent to use the gym. Like, so I said, fuck it. You come with I, I helped you out, fuck it. So at the time, Chris not knowing that Floyd, Floyd Soldier not knowing that Floyd never fucked a couple Chris hoes. So so this high so this high So so ah. quick quick, this high is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny what you just said though. But, uh, so this high got on the Mayweather promotion. Yeah, so Cause, 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 uh, cause, uh, Asian Marner wouldn't help soldiers uh, get ready for the fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a private yeah. fight. Just Chris his, in my camp. Uh, his camp, uh, his camp, and soldier and Chris camp. Just some private shit. Cause they were just gonna. Cause you know, real men get in the ring. Ain't no need to put guns. You know what I'm saying? The shoot money. Yeah, 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 just yeah, get in the ring and box yeah. it out like you do. They won't really. Do that. So Chris called soldier out. So, so. When Chris called Floyd, he mad because he can't use it because he want to get some practice. Because Soldier ain't no boxing. He need to get to get his hands together. You know what I'm saying? They gonna fight because they hadn't picked a date. And and Floyd like was happy. So so Chris, like I said, Soldier didn't know that uh uh, uh Floyd had fucked Chris' baby mama. <laughs> so Floyd happened to get this shit. Like nigga, nigga I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He he was coming back for get back but, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but see, but at the same time, like I said, you gotta look at Chris. Soldier didn't know this. Yeah. So yeah. You know this, 
as Chris now was saying in public about connection freezing up a bit. Somebody just don't fuck with him. So that's how it was going. But Chris, this make it even worse. Soldier fucking with Floyd, cause Floyd, Floyd, <laughs> Floyd, Floyd instigated the whole thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's why I'm telling. So, so uh, Floyd tell him like, nigga, uh, uh, you don't, you don't need to be fighting for free, nigga. Shit, don't be fighting nigga for free. Shit, I, I know what I'm saying, cause Chris had somebody. Oh, so Chris had got somebody. Somebody had hit Chris up like, hey, man, we're talking about fight. Let me, uh, let's, uh, let me, uh, I'll, I'm gonna get a winner like four hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? And then it got the floor. So the floor, so man, you box. I do. I give you. I give you like five million. Mm. At this Damn. time, so that's how so, I got on the Mayweather promotion. So, this, so at this time, so soldier don't want to fight for free now because they was just gonna fight for free because it's money involved now. So like, my brother, like, why would you fight for free? And my brother, like, post shit on work, find you get your ass whooped, you get your ass whooped, whatever, do it for millions. So that's how I got this. So, so now some some promoters from Dubai trying to get into it. They want to get soldiers 10, 10 million, uh, 12 million, and want to get Chris Brown 12 million, and they want to put on pay-per-view and get the percentage off the pay-per-view. So just how they got into it. So the money started going up. So they could <laughs> really stay two weeks in the hotel, wait for Chris to sign a contract. Soldier signed his contract. So I had never did pay-per-view, right? Check this guy, mm -hmm. check this right here. I had never fucked with boxing. So I've been fucked with boxing on the underground since, since then. Okay. They told, they said, man, look, we're going to Dude was telling me they were they was telling I was talking to people from pay per view. They said Floyd Mayweather off the Pacquiao fight, he still gets five to eight millions a year of royalties off that fight. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So they said <laughs> pay per view for for ninety nine dollars, people gonna watch it. It was just gonna be Chris and Soldier at first. In front, then they changed around one to be one to entertain people that have a real boxing match and have Soldier Chris on the undercard. And then they, then they started trying to change around, just have a real boxing match with people like real professional boxers and have, have Soldier and Chris at the end with the headliner. Yeah. So we had no, it's just, so that's how, so the, 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 and then, I'm, and I didn't know the numbers in boxing was so crazy. The guy from, I think it was, it was I was talking to a lady and the guy, they told me if Chris Brown and Soldier Boy do this fight on pay-per-view, they said they ain't counting the money they're gonna make at the arena or they would have did the Staples Center or whatever. They said that they would do on pay-per-view. If only if only three million people would have watched that fight, that's a low end, they would have made like a hundred million dollars. Just on one fight. That's crazy. So listen, it's probably gonna be 20 million people watching. Out of the hundred million, out of the hundred million dollars, they was gonna get 40 percent because it's pay-per-view. And they were going to, Soldier and Chris could have split 30 million a piece. Yeah. Mm. Now that's just a low end, 3 million people watching. So they got 30 million a piece plus the $12 million signing bonus. And the Roy is off that right there probably would have been three, they probably got $2 million a year for the next 10 years off the fight. Mm. So I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So Soldier, I like, signed the contract, nigga, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> And so what happened was Chris Brown didn't sign the contract because some blood, some of his partners, some blood people uh, were trying to get in it. Everybody wanted to get on the money. You, as you watch my video, you go down on my Instagram, you can see Chris Brown saying why he didn't do it. He said, like, too many people got in with too money, some money like that. And it was like too many people trying to put their hands in it. But 
he deleted off his page, but it's still on my Instagram. I knew, like I said, like I told you, I think ahead of time, I knew that one day this nigga might delete it. So what I yeah. did was I recorded the video and put it on my page. Because I, because once he deleted the motherfucker, he's going to delete off everything. Gonna, Just yeah, say you post something right now, yeah. it get on you delete off, you delete, it's going to delete off everybody. So I, I, I recorded that bitch myself and uploaded my page. So that's just still yeah. on my page. That's yeah. how I think, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Chris never did sign the contract. The people was in the hotel room for two weeks from Dubai waiting on soldiers. On Chris to sign. Soldier had signed. And then it got to the point they told Chris they would give him an extra five million just to sign the contract that week. So they really and, tried and to get soldiers, him to sign. He just didn't want to sign. Yes. Get his money because Chris didn't sign. So there ain't no fight if both parties don't sign. So just sign. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, man, so man, I, I like, man, I didn't want him to fight at first, but from the jump, I didn't want to fight. I said, man, you don't need to be fighting, Chris, you know what I'm saying? Like that. At first, he's like, man, this is a lot of money. Then we started talking about that money. I'm like, shit, we might need to do this shit. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, though. No, for real, though. And so, so basically, Basically, what happened was Chris signed it. He said that it was so many people getting hit, wasn't involved in it, and getting no money. But I like, man, fuck that. I'm saying to myself, man, do the fight, man. If you, if you, if you, I look at it. Then it was people. It was people telling me that no Chris to say, hey, Chris, Chris way bigger than soldiers. He like it, turn back the other day. You know what I'm saying? Chris crap more hands better. You know what I'm saying? Soldier got some hands, but you no, know, the ring. Chris probably wants to get out on him, you know what I'm saying? But you no, know, in the box, it'll take one lick, you know what I'm saying? The right yeah, lick, you know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. There might be people out there, so you just got to go. No. We got nice and nothing, so so soldier might get a good lick, you know what I'm saying? Chris might get a lick, so so I'm like, it's just a fight. But Chris people, some people telling me, Chris people telling him, like, he about to go on tour. If he lose that fucking fight, he can end his career, shit like that. That's what people told me that I didn't know Chris. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, he supposed to be getting paid. <laughs> you know, paid on make on tour in one night. Yeah. And, 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 and man, I'm like, man, you finna go on tour. You finna go on tour, do 50 cities. You get getting paid like $250 or $200 a show. You do 50 cities, you do a whole tour, you go on for six months. You you might bring home 12 million. I'm trying, you can make fucking six fucking 30 to 60 million dollars in 12 fucking minutes on the other boxing man. Fuck yeah. that. Do the yeah. boxing man. I'm Do the boxing man. I'm the one but, but so some people said he said that like he knew he was going to be soldier but what if he would have lost it would have ended his career. I'm like nigga in your career nigga this is a boxing yeah. man. Hey, we yeah. We're trying to get people put down the gun, gun down hands up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start left the boxing for now. You know? And, and, and that's basically what happened with that man. And Chris never signed the contract. And but you know some of the crazy part about it. The man called before this happened, the man called soldiers how there's too many people getting into it. It's too many people trying to get into this man. Let's just go on, do the private fight, me and you well, with no money involved. But see, like I said, at the time soldiers it no don't people make no sense media. to do it no at more than <laughs> soldier didn't want to do it. Soldier that soldier not soldier, he was thinking about some soldier. Man, you know, uh, it's on you, man, but like that's a lot of fucking money. Then soldier didn't want to do it. He didn't want to fight for freedom more. He was just gonna fight for free at first, but the money got involved. And then when Chris called, Chris, Chris didn't want to do it on national TV. Chris called soldier trying to fight with this me at the gym, one on one, and we just fight me and you. And I told soldier, man, what you fight? For? You know what I'm saying? And he asked my opinion. I said, bro, 
it, what your mindset do, man? I said, man, I said, I don't, I said, I don't, I don't, I don't see the wrong to think because like the money involved. Now, I would want the money too, and because, because I said, man, you go do that fight, Chris one on one. All he gonna, all gonna happen. Just say, Chris beat your ass. Somebody gonna be recording this shit and putting it on YouTube or TMZ anyway. No, so, they really my, don't do oh it. hell no, don't do it. Somebody gonna be there with a camera record that shit. Yeah, trust yeah. me. Yeah, it said no camera. And that shit, gonna, it might be a year later, that shit gonna be on all the blogs. So like, hell no. No. Nah. So I said, I said, I'm in firm with you on your opinion. So he, he, he said he gonna do it. But Chris really was trying to fight him, but not on camera. After that yeah. happened. But it was his idea from the jump that he did the fight. Yeah. Mm. So that's really what happened. That's the real story. No bullshit. High started from the end, all that. It's and it's Chris story, was getting man. so mad. He got so mad at he was like, Extremely mad. See, Soldier was over. Soldier was over. Soldier was over with Floyd, over Chris X. You know what mm. I'm saying? You feel me? Yeah, the boxer like Muhammad Ali, you the people. So, Soldier did a video with Chris' daughter. Oh. It's <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but to do it, like, ain't nothing about his daughter now, but. No, Chris, he really mad now, cause but all the time, see, Soldier over there with Floyd or some shit. All the time, that's how Soldier got around it, girl, cause Floyd was mess with the dude, baby mama. So Chris really got mad. Damn, he was so fucking mad. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I know a lot of people. Uh, Soldier was doing his boxing techniques like like a Mayweather would do. You, this your, this your, if you find somebody, you're supposed to get in their fucking head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to fuck with the intimidator. Yeah. yeah. Chris with bananas when that man had the daughter, but but Soldier just posted it, just said so he didn't say nothing about the daughter now. But if he would have did what Floyd wanted him to do, he would have been dead. Chris probably would have shot that man. <laughs> Floyd wanted him to do something else, like, like yeah, I'm on your baby mama house, nigga, all this stuff. But he Soldier didn't do it. He just did a video, <laughs> posted a picture, or something, and, and said, "Oh, she's so pretty," or something like that. He didn't say nothing bad about the daughter, but it's just the the principle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But check this out though, Mike. Uh, also, this is gonna be my this is gonna be uh our last question too. We got I got one more after this, but this is gonna be the last exclusive question. On now, if you can't answer, answer it for me. But I I don't I don't know whether you can or not. But what happened with Soldier Boy on Love and Hip? I mean, not Love. Well, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. And how did that roll in for him? Uh, why did he not return to that to that stage? Soldier never wanted to be on there from the jump. I, I had to talk to him again on that. He never wanted to be on there. Uh, they had tried to get him for three years to get on there, so he would never get on there. So I told him to get on there just for the TV experience. And uh, what had happened, uh, he really got into it with Mona. Because, like, Soldier, like, don't give a fuck. Like, he called the people, the producer of the show, a bitch on Twitter. He like, bitch, fuck you on Twitter. And everybody saw it. You know, <laughs> she on it, so she kicked him off. He, he didn't give a fuck. He didn't want to be on there at the time anyway, because you know he just did there because I had talked to him. Too. I said, <laughs> and like as you notice, Soldier was the highest paid person on the show. This is before Ray J started getting dollars. I think those people was getting like, like two fifteen hundred, two thousand an episode, and Soldier was getting like twenty twenty five thousand episode. And he wasn't on but three episodes a season. Mm. You no, no, you wouldn't see him but two three episodes. They promote him on all the show coming on, but they would live his story through Neil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a quick little And I got Neil to get on the show. Uh, I, I said, no, nah, yeah, that was I a quick little bag. 
Yeah, and I got Neil to get on the show with his girlfriend because they was trying. I was first time trying to get Neil Dawson, the model from Memphis. I managed her on the show with him because mm -hmm. I didn't know how the shit go there. I like her on the show, and I like and mother was like, yeah, and how the they not so no, this one my model. I just want to promote her. I want to put her on the show and act like she's good. She's like, no. Oh, it so, be so hold on, quick question, quick 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 question. Neil is not his girlfriend. No, I was listen. Neil was his real girlfriend. Listen, oh, okay, okay, okay. Neil Dorsey. I had to get Neil Dorsey from Memphis on the show because she signed to me. Okay, to be cool. his girl, a fake girlfriend on the show. I'm telling you what I was telling the producer, but they didn't want to hear that shit. Like they said, it got to be somebody you actually talked to. So that's when I came up with all the girls. So you talked to, I said, I'm gonna get Neil Riley on this bitch because he actually used to go with her. Because out of all the bitches he used to fuck with, this she used to be over there. Like you know, what I'm saying I know she really liked him because you know. And then I, and I come to this condo in the morning, you know what I'm saying? She cooking breakfast for this nigga shit. Most of them, <laughs> you know, the bad bitch you fuck. Cleaning the house up and shit. And then she tell the Riley daughter, I'm like, damn, she really likes soldier. So that's mm -hmm. why I, I said, man, you need to get her on the show. Then out of that, that mid morning, was like, I like teach to talk to her. And she said, it's a perfect match. Like, so it's like, man, I don't really want to do that. So when, it, and then, then they finally did it. And so they started back talking again. I was at the show because it was Riley all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know, man. So, uh, one th one thing about it as well, too. Last question right here. Uh, what what made you start the soap shop during this pandemic? You know, what I'm saying, what gave you the motivation? Like, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I dip my hand in the music game, touch gold, and now I'm gonna go touch gold in the soap business. It's 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 great soap too, man. Make sure you shout yourself out to where they can go order too, because it's great soap, bro. I I didn't try it. I, I, it's good. Oh, uh, I started this before the coronavirus. Like I said, I just always wanted something. Uh, you know, the coronavirus just made it blow up. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't that everybody needed, like, black, white, old, and young. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I say, I went from dope to soap. I went from <laughs> buzz to soap. Yeah, you always tell me that. You always tell me you went dope for soap to, from dope to soap. Nah, man, that's, nah, that's big yeah. for you. That's big that's, for me. And like I say, I got soldiers own brand of it, you know what I'm saying? And that's my partner. It's basically, I'm, I'm basically, my vision is to do it like rap snakes. How they have different rappers on different bags. I'm, I'm basically want to give a lot of different people their own brand of soap, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, I can definitely see that being a pop. I can definitely see that being a pop. That's good. Uh, now, to give everybody your social media, man, we're going to end it out right here. With that whole. No, nah, go ahead. You good? No, nah, you got another question. Go ahead. Um, no, nah, we keep going. I ain't trying I, to I end it. I was going to say, it was starting to lag. <laughs> No, no, it started to lag. I thought you were done. But now, I would say, um, do you feel like your soap business is probably one of your greatest assets since it's blowing up during the corona? Or if you could think of something that you've done, what is your greatest asset outside of music? Uh, uh, I would say the soap for us financially. Uh, I would say the soap because, like I said, everybody needs it. Your mama, sister, grandma, everybody. And basically... Okay. Tied and game is basically my my shit is comparable to them, you know, and, and it's basically the same shit, a different name. But I like when I go to schools and talk, man. The kids like I see kids like later they like, man, your your uh, your speech changed my life. I'm like, real for real, and they're like, yeah. I like, man, that's crazy because like. They remember you, and I don't remember them because sometimes I go talk, it'd be like 300, three, sometimes it'd be like five, ten people in the room. Sometimes I go, it'd be a couple thousand. And so you can't remember everybody, but I know they ain't lying because sometimes they show a picture I took with them, and sometimes it'd be, so they show a picture I took with them, and sometimes it'd just be 
they'll sit a place and all that, don't have a picture in the day. And I remember, oh, I did go there, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. then, and so it just motivated, it's just good to know that I could help someone with my speech because a lot of people, when people just go to kind of my school to talk, them prisoners, they're trying to scare you straight, man. I ain't like that shit, you know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't fuck them, you know what I'm saying? That's how it was. And when they tried to get me to go to schools and talk, I started them when I was in prison. I didn't want to go because, because of, of, I know that I didn't listen when they came to my schools, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but yeah. I didn't want to be on that, on that fake shit, that ain't me. And so the warden told me I ain't got to be doing that and, and I ain't got to do that. I can just talk real and talk what I want to talk about and, and speak from the heart. So it just be like, three to eight of us go every time go to a school and talk and i they would come with the tag of scaring people and all this shit and talking crazy to them i just came out to talk like i'm talking now and it and my shit was a hit because i was telling some real shit you i wasn't even trying to scare face. them or nothing yeah. you know what i'm saying i'm just telling some real shit and my shit was standing out more than just trying to scam all that shit you know yeah i just yeah. talked from the heart yeah and people you know, people dream, rather everybody. receive it that way People yeah, rather yeah. receive it that way. Most definitely, most definitely. Y'all got any more questions, man, before we head up out of here? That's it, man. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Mike, tell them your social media, man, before we head up out of here. Uh, CEO, man, Mike across the board, man. I keep it plain and simple. <laughs> CEO, C is in Echo. O is in October. Uh, M is in uh, Miami. I is in I. A is in Apple, M is in Mike, I is in I, M is in Mississippi, I is in I. Straight like this, straight like this, man. Straight like this. So CEO Mammy Mike across the board, man. It's like my my Instagram CEO Mammy Mike, my my Twitter CEO Mammy Mike, my Snapchat CEO Mammy Mike, my Facebook CEO Mammy Mike, my fucking LinkedIn CEO, Mammy Mike. It's just CEO, Mammy Mike, across the board, man. Everything, keep it plain and simple. Easy for the client. And my website is palmtreeent.com and uh, the palmtreemusicfoundation.com and the soapshopfranchise.com, man. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. We're going to end it like that. Hey, this, right, this concludes the eighth episode of Trap Set Podcast, man. We up out of here. Peace. Thanks for having me.